On today's episode, Michael and Ryan do a little field research into pumpkin beers because it is that time of the year. Cheers. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Brewers in Law, where beer is thicker than water. In this podcast, we take a journey discovering home brewing, craft beer, and more. I'm Mike, and I'm joined by my uh, brother-in-law, Ryan. How are you doing today, Ryan? Not too bad. Uh, glad to have you over here and record again. I see, I'm glad that you brought over your pup and child to meet our newest pup that yeah. we just got. Yeah, yeah. Today we got to, I got to meet Ryan and uh, his wife's new, new adorable little hound puppy for the first time. What's his name? His name is Rex, uh, but with a W. We are Mass Effect fans, so we had to name him after a character on that. Um, for those who don't know, I'm sorry, but you have to learn what that means. <laughs> but we he's 12 weeks old. He is a handful. We're training him as best we can, but man, he is a handful. Yeah, puppies always are. He's a little sweetie, though. He is, yeah. And he's doing very well interacting with both your dog, Layla, and a uh, child, uh, yeah. Kayla. Yeah, it was exciting. Uh, so uh, Ryan and I are both amateur home brewers excited about beer and home brewing in addition to adorable puppies. So <laughs> on Brewers in Law, we aren't looking to act as authorities necessarily, but to share our experiences with you, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And we hope that you'll share with us so that we can all learn and grow and enjoy this wonderful hobby together. Um, so that takes us to our intro segment, The First Sip. Um, so uh, Ryan, with, with today's topic being... Uh, 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 field research episode sampling uh, various pumpkin beers. I was just curious, you know, around around this time of year, it's not just pumpkin beer, but there's pumpkin spice lattes, pumpkin pumpkin everything, pumpkin pie. So, what is your favorite pumpkin or pumpkin spice food or beverage? I have to admit, I'm not a huge pumpkin spice fan. I did a mead. I think we talked about this actually in our misadventures where my pumpkin spice meat exploded everywhere. <laughs> it's kind of um, sours you on the it whole kinda, smell. It does a little bit. Um, but like I've had a few pumpkin spice things <laughs> here and there. And even today, actually of, of recording this today, my wife had um, a cold brew uh, pumpkin spice, like foam sweet okay. thing. It's sweet cream, whatever they do with their at Starbucks. I don't know what they do there. They make so many different things with pumpkin spice now. Um, but for me, I, I keep it simple. Pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie. I love me some pumpkin pie with a big old, big old dollop of whipped cream on top and maybe two of those actually. And like, I, I just go to town. It's, it's my, my pumpkin of choice right there. Pumpkin of choice. Well, you can't, you can't go wrong with pumpkin pie. What about you? Uh, so similarly, I, I am not a necessarily a big fan of beverages with pumpkin spice in them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that time of year, though, man. It is that time of year, but I do tend to love bakery items that are made with pumpkin and pumpkin spice. I love a good pumpkin pie, but actually, my favorite is like pumpkin bread. Okay, or like pumpkin loaf. Yeah. Oh man, so good. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's delicious. So, so as uh, I already alluded to, uh, today's episode is a field research episode where we'll be diving in and sampling a selection of various pumpkin ales. Um, Ryan, you're going to be kind of leading that for us, so why don't you take it away? Absolutely. So we found about six beers, actually we found exactly six beers, um, and they all range. We have ones that taste very pumpkin-y, even pumpkin spice 
And we're gonna dive a little deeper and try some weird things outside the box than this usual pumpkin or pumpkin spice beers. Um, how do you feel about pumpkin beers, Mike? I know they've been around for a few years and yeah. they've been bigger and bigger. Everyone's doing one now. Everyone does it slightly different, but what's your take? I will say I enjoy a restrained pumpkin beer. I, I okay. think they can be I think they can be overdone. Um I, I, I like my pumpkin beer subtle and usually I think maybe I'll find one that I like mm -hmm. um, that, that I really fall in love with today. But I tend to just be very picky. And mm -hmm. even when I like one, it, it usually is kind of one and done for me. Yeah. So it's 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 a fun thing, but it's not, you know, this is not like, oh, you know, you know, God, it's finally fall again. The pumpkin beers are out. <laughs> I'm, I'm not like that. So no. how, how about you? Um, there are a few that I like. Um. We got six here, like I said. I think I think we can find one that you like. I think with the ranges we have, and I've I've had a couple of these ones, um, and I've actually sampled prior to yeah. recording this. I have had very few, and I know spe spe there are a couple in here specifically you have told me before that I need to try because you yep. think I would like them. So I'm excited. Yeah. So before we dive into the, I'm going to go over some basic lingo because um, we're going to talk about a little bit of, about the beers. And so you guys know, because again, I... We are not professionals. We are very much amateurs. And honestly, I got I looked up a lot of these things. I, mm -hmm. I didn't know what they meant either. And they're pretty basic things when it comes to brewing. So the first thing that we're going to talk about is ABV. Um, that should be an easy one. ABV is the strength of the beer. How What percentage of it is beers? Alcohol by volume. Yeah, exactly. So most light beers, your typical light beers that you find are about 2 to 5%, depending on what you got. Yeah, two is real low. Two is really <laughs> low, but there are some out there. That's a that's a Mick Ultra, I feel like, of two percent. <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> um, the next one is called IBUs. IBUs is the International Bitterness Unit. I actually had to look that up because I did not know what IBU meant. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So it is a ranking of, of a hoppiness of a beer. It ranges from one to a hundred. Most light beers are about ten on that range. And most IPAs, normal IPAs, are about fifty on that range. And and there are some things to Keep in mind, uh, this is um, uh, the basically the IBU. I think is a fairly like calculable number. It is, but it it doesn't necessarily correspond to the experience that you're going to have if you're drinking a very malty beer mm -hmm. that might have higher IBUs, but it might not taste like it because there's so much sweet malt flavor or yep. roasted malt flavor that they kind of balance each other out. Exactly. Yep. If you're having a really light beer. With fewer malt flavors and the same amount of IBU is going to taste way more, more bitter, presumably, probably hoppier as well. So, yep. um, yeah. I yeah. mean, the highest I've ever seen is probably 90. And that's that, um, that's the one that our father-in-law likes, that's uh, Rocket or whatever. I forgot what it is. It's a hard one. He's, he rarely finds it, but when he finds it, he buys all of it that he can get his hands <laughs> on because it's just hard to find. Um, yeah, I but, don't know. But most beers, like I, I, I drink a two-hearted IPA, um, which is around here in our area, and it's it is actually fifty. Like that is IBU for fifty yeah. round dot. Fifty is a solid level, and you can get a lot of. Well, I guess uh, I, I don't think that any of our beers today are going to be extraordinarily hoppy. No, so it, let's, yeah. let's spoil, move on. spoiler on that. You won't get that much. Yeah. Um, the next one is palate cleanser. Pretty easy one. It's something that you do to kind of clear your taste buds when you're tasting beers and everything. Um, the main things that you can use are water and pretzels. Easy ones to do. Yeah. Um, the next couple ones I'm going to dive in just because I'm going to say these things and just so you guys know what they are. So there's a term called two-row. Two-row is a grain base that you um, brew your beer. It's a very basic 
grain base. And the reason it's called two row actually, and I did not know this because it has two rows of seeds up towards the flowering of the plant. Did not know that, did not know I had a flower either. Oh, I didn't either. Yeah. So, 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 so basically here we're, we're talking about sort of categories of malt that you can use to yes. make beer. Two row is kind of the, the sort of the, the classic base malt for most. Yes. American if beers. you are getting into brewing or are into brewing two, two row is your base of anything. You can use that almost every single beer. Um, and I say At that because all these, all these beers will have two row in them. Uh, for what I've done my research on. The next thing is called crystal malt. And crystal malt is actually more used for coloring. It does provide a little flavor, yeah. um, but it's pretty much, there are many different versions of it and it's just changing the coloring of your beer. So you want something a little darker, you go for a darker crystal. You want something lighter, you go for a lighter crystal. Yeah, I would say in, in my experience, it you can definitely get flavor if you use enough of them. Yes. It, it all, it all kind of depends, mm-hmm. but you you can, yeah, the, the lighter will tend to be sort of a sweeter, more caramely flavor, and the darker will tend towards more of like a, a, malt, a stronger, burnt yeah. um, sort of a mm-hmm. uh, um, And the next couple ones are different kind of hops that are used in these beers, so I'm just going to get you guys in there. Uh, we have Nugget, Bravo, Hallertau, and Cascade. So the Nugget... Uh, no, 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 I said nougat? It. The ah. Nougat. I'm hungry. Uh, the mm. Nugget hops are... Typically used for IPAs, but it gives it a nice herbal aroma. Um, the Bravo is a little spicier flavor to it, so it's got a little more of it to it. The Halatau is a noble hop. Like it's, I actually did my research. It's 150 years old. They've been using this for that long. Um, it's grown over in Germany. Um, it's got a, a light and flowery aroma to it. Um, and then in Cascade is a very simple, used a lot in IPAs as well. It's got a nice citrus flavor to it. So mm-hmm. it's very, very, I use it a lot in my IPAs. So I'm intrigued on in how the, how these yeah. all kind of go into these beers with pumpkin. And, and just to, to tie this back, these are all, um, these are all hops that you found used in the range of pumpkin beers that were sampling. Yes. So, so that's, that's quite a broad, it is. A broad it's very range. crazy. Now, I know you said Hallertau is of German origin, even though it's grown in America too. Are, are the other styles... I know Cascade is very American. What yes. about Nugget and Bravo? I believe... Actually, I do not know, but I'm pretty sure Bravo is a little newer and so is Nugget. I think they're okay. both... They're kind of grown everywhere. With the Noble okay. Hop, it's... It, it generally called a noble hop because it's grown in one spot, only one spot. It's like champagne is really only made in champagne. Anything else out there is still depends. really a champagne, but it's not champagne. It just depends on who you talk to. The Halatal is grown here in the States and other places, but if I'm you sure. don't get it from Germany, they, the, 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 there, there the might be higher ups. There might be differences, yeah. yeah. The there higher ups will know the difference. People. Yes. I will not know the difference. You may not know the difference, but someone out there will know the difference. Okay. So we're going to dive in to our first one. It is actually from where we're where we're at in Michigan called Ichabod from New Holland. This was my introduction to pumpkin beers. So this, I believe, is the the, the one that you told me I needed to try. Yes. That at least at, at time at a time was your favorite pumpkin beer. It is up there for sure. So, so I'm gonna let you look at so it. It's a pretty beer. It's it's very clear. Uh, we you know we drink out of these little three ounce taster glasses so we don't get too lit while we're mm-hmm. recording this. But I can easily see my fingers through the back. It's got this nice kind of uh, orangey. Uh, kind of the lighter side of, of amber. And I guess that based on the kind of common ingredients you just listed, that makes sense. There's mm-hmm. probably a little bit of crystal in here. It smells, it doesn't have a strong aroma, but I I can convince myself I get a little bit of, uh, a little bit of that like 
pumpkin. I don't know about the like the spices though. I, I don't really get a lot of a lot of the spice. I, I mostly just get pumpkin. The taste is really clean. Again, I get a little bit of what I associate as it might be the spices that I mm-hmm. associate being with pumpkin, but I, I, I get kind of a a clean, almost like a really light version of like an American amber with a little mm-hmm. bit of pumpkin flavor. So I tried looking this one up. New Holland apparently keeps their recipes deep, deep on wraps. Close to the chest. Yes. So I didn't actually find the recipe. I found a clone for the recipe. And this is where, again, you had the two row and you had the crystal malt. And this is where the Cascade hops came in for this clone. I was very surprised to see that because I don't taste a lot of, like, a lot of citrus. There is some nutmeg and some cinnamon in there, but it's not overpowering over the pumpkin that's also in there. No, yeah, I, I don't. I've, nutmeg and cinnamon, I find, can be really, really obvious in a beer, and I, like, barely get them at all. I'm, I'm sure that they, I'm sure probably what it is, and this will probably be true for all of these, but I think we all kind of associate those spices with pumpkin food, too. Yes. Kind of like everybody thinks that rye tastes spicy like caraway seeds, because mm-hmm. rye bread's always made with caraway seeds, so I'm probably just kind of getting all of it, and my brain is saying pumpkin. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this I, is definitely I, more of a pumpkin beer compared to like a pumpkin spice beer. Yeah, it is. It, this is really good. I, I think that I, I definitely could mm-hmm. have more of these. So like I said, I do have a fun story actually with this one and add to misadventures, but we're going to do it right now. So like I said, this is my first pumpkin beer ever. Um, and I was living with a, a couple of roommates at the time and I never had pumpkin beer. And my we went out to get some beer real quick and my buddy was like, Oh my God, this beer and grabs a six pack of it. And I always see the headless horseman on the, on the bottle. And I'm like, okay, so what is it? He goes, it's a pumpkin beer. I go, okay. I didn't know they put pumpkin in beer. I feel like that's <laughs> not necessary, but let's give it a try. And he said, this is the best thing. It's so, so good. It only comes down to fall. And so we bought a six pack. We walked inside, we're walking inside our apartment. And right as I walk into the door, the six pack bottom, Drops out. Oh no! <laughs> All but two survive, and like just shattered everywhere. And we each only got one after that. So, so what, what you got? Oh, you know what? I just got. I took a bigger sip there, mm-hmm. um, just to try and finish the sample off, and I got the spices. Smaller, smaller sips. I, I hadn't really been getting it, but mm-hmm. with the bigger ones, I I definitely get it. Um. Yeah, I've I've found that whenever you have that's like the limited quantity rule. Maybe that's why you've always liked this one so much because your first experience mm-hmm. was like the one bottle that. Well, it's survived. like your uh, sad panda. Sorry to bring that back up, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's exactly <laughs> yeah. That's that's exactly right. Um. So I guess is there anything else you want to say about this? No, um, it's like I said, it's one of my favorite beers. It's again. I think New Holland kind of keeps everything on wraps. It was the only beer I really wasn't able to find a base recipe for. Yeah. Most places at least gave like what kind of grains and what kind of hops were used. They didn't say yeast, obviously, and they all said nutmeg, spices, pretty much. But pretty much all I saw for this was the listed additives were pumpkin and, quote, spices. Quote. <laughs> so super secret. Super secret. They, they they kept that on wraps. I so. guess the, the, only, the only thing I'll, I'll add, talking about uh, using Cascade, I know that Cascade is really uh, fairly common in American Amber Ale. Mm-hmm. And I do think that I would call this like an kind of American Amber Ale base beer yeah. that they that they piled some extra flavors mm-hmm. on top of. So Okay, so our next one 
we're going to dive in is from New Belgium, also here in Michigan, I believe, right? I think they are now, and okay. they weren't before. Uh, yeah. I want to say they used to be in, like, Colorado or something, but I don't know. Uh, I'm sure North that Carolina. Oh, okay. Brewed well, and canned well, in, well, <laughs> in New Belgium Brewing, Fort Collins Co. in Asheville, North Carolina. Sorry, okay, everybody. Well, we're, just, we're still learning this. We're just dead wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, New Belgium, they have one. It's called a Atomic Pumpkin, and it is a... Not a special release. It is a spicy release as it is crossed Ooh. off. So, I'll crack this one open here. Pour these. That's a little sample. I already see one difference in the pour. Yeah, Slightly it's light, lighter color. Much lighter. Yeah, this this is sort of off, off gold. It's just a little... Uh, and you know what actually is like the same color as the, the can. Yeah, it is. Like this kind of bright, bright orange. Um, now, sorry, I I may have um, missed this, but did, did, did you give their description? I have not yet. I was okay. going to let you get your sample first. That you get your taste and I'll okay. dive into it as well. So again, I, yeah, I, uh, another very clear beer. They're not, they're not. Jumping on the uh, hazy train with yeah. any of these beers. I don't think most of these will not um, be hazy uh, at all. Yeah, it's it's pretty. It is. It's a. It's an odd color. Like, mm -hmm. sort of sits in this weird spot between ambers and like you know darker, oh, like, yeah. darker blondes that you just don't. You don't really see many beers quite this color. No. Um. Ooh, okay. So, <laughs> so what you got? I definitely get a. Uh, I, I get the spices very prominently. Yes. The nutmeg and the cinnamon. It is a spicy release. I don't get a lot of pumpkin, um, although I don't know. I, I I know that I've heard that not all pumpkin beers actually contain pumpkin. A lot of them just have the, the spices. And I wonder if that's maybe one of these, but I also get a distinct little zing of spice. So of, of spicy spice, yes. like capsaicin spice. So first thing, I... Most pumpkin-related things will not have pumpkin because they usually go for that pumpkin spice. I don't think either one of these so far is really falls in that category. Because um, I know when I did that mead, there was no pumpkin in it. It was literally nutmeg, cinnamon, yeah. and allspice. It, it that was, was it. <laughs> it. It was pumpkin spices, yes. but not actually exactly. pumpkin. Yep. It was like the spices that go with, that make you think mm -hmm. pumpkin spice. Exactly. I so, assume that's how it's done at like Starbucks and stuff too. I, yeah, I doubt they're putting pumpkin well. in those coffees. No, so this one also two row malt. Um, it also has a couple uh, caramel, kind of give it a color. Um, the hop is is nugget in this one, so that's that. Um, I believe that is a spicier one. Um, or no, that's the herbal one, a little bittering as well. I, I could see that. But the additives for this one are pumpkin, cinnamon, and chili. So this actually has habanero chili in this one, and that's that cask, uh, that spiciness that you. I get believe there. it. I yeah. believe it. It's nice though. It it doesn't. It doesn't smash you in the face, but I've had, I can't count. I, I really like chilied beers, like mm -hmm. spicy beers. And I can't tell you how many times I have gotten a new one and just can't taste the spice at all. Yeah. This is not that. It's it's a really, really nice level. It's very well done. It still drinks almost, like you said, almost like a lager, like really, really clean drinking, yeah. light. I think this would fall into the category of what you had said where crystal is sometimes used in low quantities, just mostly for yeah, exactly. um, mostly for color. I, I could see that being the case here. Very good. But yeah, well, I would say way less pumpkin-y, way more spicy, and way more spicy. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I kind of like the spicy. More spicy, more spiced. Yeah, I we'll do kind of like the spiciness with it. It's something that's really nice, um, but it's... 
it's different. So uh, I, I have a feeling that I am going to end up liking the things that are further away from a standard pumpkin ale based on these first two. But we'll see. Time will tell. So what's next? So next is from Voodoo Ranger. Um, from- oh, not Voodoo Ranger. New Belgium. That's God. the Voodoo Ranger. <laughs> Let's try Ooh. that again. Let's try that again. Okay. <laughs> David, start recording now. So what's next? So next is from New Belgium. It is Voodoo Ranger, a special release or actually a spicy release, uh-huh. Atomic Pumpkin. So here's a little sample. All right. Yeah. So and this is from Michigan, right? <laughs> no, I don't think it's from Michigan. I where's a North Carolina? It's a, yep, yep. Here, <laughs> Asheville, <laughs> North Carolina. We're ha. Uh-huh, I guess yeah. All right. So, um, so yeah. The first thing I noticed about this one is it's notably lighter than the last one. It's, yes. It kind of uh, it's got this almost as light as a lager, but just a bit orangier. It's it's just like kind of out of the. Out of the normal lager range, out of the normal like blonde range, maybe like a, you know, I don't know, maybe like a darker gold male, but it's got this really unique orange color and it almost, if you, if you look at the can, it's, it's got the same color orange as yeah. the can. So I get, I, I, I get a little bit of, of pumpkin spice on the nose for sure. Mm-hmm. I know that this is a spicy release. So let, let's see, let's see so what, what you, got. you know, let's see what's in store here. Oh yeah. So I definitely get, I get the pumpkin spices. Yeah. I don't get any pumpkin. I, I, I don't taste pumpkin itself. I, I taste the spices. I don't know if they put pumpkin in this. I definitely get spicy though. Yes. I, this, this, they definitely get some kind of pepper in here. It's, it's really, really nicely done. So it is just at the level I like, like noticeable, but not overpowering. Yep. So it is, a, it does have pumpkin. It does have cinnamon and it has habanero chili, which I believe is at a lighter amount. So it's not overpowering to you, which I do, I do taste. I've had spicy beers before at this, like kind of hit you and some of them are like perfectly balanced. This is that perfectly balanced. Yeah. Like you get a little bit of that cinnamon, but that then you get that little extra kick of spice from the habanero just to give it yeah. a little more. So it's very, very nice. Yeah, I, I like it. I The thing I, I really like about it is it, it doesn't, The first of all, I'm a sucker for spicy beers. Yes. And, and um, a lot of times you'll buy a beer that says it's got chilies added and you don't taste the spice at all. And then like you said, other times it, it just, you know, slaps you in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, Although I haven't had too many of, of that experience, but this one is very well balanced. And I think because it is, it doesn't detract from any of the like kind of pumpkin ale character of the beer. No. So I, yeah, I, I really, really like that. I, I think it just, it adds something nice and it doesn't take anything away. So I, I call it a, a um, successful experiment. I assume it must've been an experiment. Yeah, very very, very good. The next one that's on our list. Number three? Number three. Three out of six. Yep. And then we'll take a break after this one. So this is Sam Adams. We're going to branch out from a little bit. Um, get out of Michigan. Well, <laughs> yeah, we've thought that. Get out of Michigan, Michigan and North, North Carolina. Carolina. <laughs> yes. So get a more a more known brand. How about that? So yeah. this is Sam Adams. It's called Jacko. Get a little pour here. I, I appreciate that you are withholding the description from me. Yeah, no. Until I've had the, you... until I've had it already. You're not giving me anything to go off of, nope. man. You gotta figure it. Okay, so this one 
fairly clear still, definitely darker. Uh, the, you know, the, this is again, probably more in, in amber territory. I get strong pumpkin spices on the nose. This, <laughs> this smells like a pumpkin spice latte. Oh, yeah. Um, fairly clear. I don't know. I might just be getting condensation through my glass. It, it's, it's got a little bit more haze. Um, but you know, certainly nothing like a, you know, a wheat beer in yeah. uh, New England. Taking the first sip. Ooh, well, much, much sweeter than the other two. Way sweeter. Um, the spices are, I don't know if they're just kind of incorporated into the, the sweetness, but this is a lot. It's, it, they didn't taste as spiced as it smells. It smells spice like, yeah, I smell cinnamon and nutmeg more than I taste it, but this is definitely a kind of a big change from the last two, which were not very sweet. I find this to be quite sweet. How about you? I feel like I am drinking a pumpkin pie. Like straight up, I, I taste a pumpkin pie. Yeah, okay. okay. This is I, definitely I, more pumpkin I can see spice that. to me. You know what? Actually, that makes me like it better. <laughs> I didn't really like it much at first because the last two we'd had were a lot drier mm-hmm. and um, just more beery. Yeah. This is not... This is this is the least beery of the three, but having that kind of framework to think about it, like I'm drinking pumpkin pie makes me like it better. Yeah. It like modulates my expectations a little so bit. So this is the first year they're doing it, 2020. Um, the first year they've brewed this beer. Um, it is with two row, as we're, again, um, their own version, actually. They may, apparently make their own up version of it, which oh, I don't know what that does. But They, they do their own malting. Mm-hmm. And then they use the Halotau on this one. Um I haven't really talked about the ABVs on past one, but this one is really interesting to me. The A or the um and IBUs. The ABV is about four and a half percent. The rest of them have been about the same. That one's not that doesn't really come that surprise to me. But the IBUs for this is eight. That is by far the lowest IBUs I have ever seen <laughs> in a beer. And that yeah. includes like Bud Light and all those other ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that is really I mean, that explains in part why it's so sweet. I'm, I'm sure that if they bittered more, it would probably, I mean, pumpkin pie is sweet. So yeah. I'm sure that they kind of have to keep it down mm-hmm. in order to achieve the effect they're going for. And the official description of this is actually a pumpkin spice shandy. So this is actually a shandy. A shandy? Yes. With, with what kind of? I, I assume pumpkin juice at this point, but like, because oh. a shandy, for those who don't know, you see the lemon shandies out there that come out in the summers, but usually it's a beer that's made with a yeah. type of juice or lemonade or something like that. And they officially call this, I, this is from their website, Pumpkin Spice Shandy. Yeah, what the? I'm checking the flavor. Uh, they, they don't have the... Um... They say the flavors here are pumpkin, cinnamon, oh. nutmeg. And that's pretty much all they give you as well. Yeah. But I feel I, like it's definitely like more of a, I, like I've said, a pumpkin pie in a glass. I can see it, yeah. Or, or if they basically just like, um, I guess, uh, like just really, really finely blended pumpkin so it was basically um what's the word i'm looking for like a yeah like a concentrate um yeah i could see it that is interesting though that that they call it a shandy you don't really typically think of pumpkin juice as a way that you source pumpkin it's normally that canned like puree yeah yeah puree is the word I was trying to think of. <laughs> <laughs> i'm afraid to know what you're going to say there yeah um so just uh sorry since we since we missed it before we go to break can you compare? You said that one is eight IBU and yes. what four and some change percent four, four and a half four? percent on the, on the ABV. So, so what 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 were the first two? The first two, so New Holland Ichabod, the ABV was four and a half as well, 
and the IBUs were 26. So that's not too high. I mean, I really couldn't tell you there was like hops in yeah. there. It's still good. Certainly not hoppy, but yeah. it was way it was way differently balanced. That it had that crisp beer finish, not not something sweeter. And then for the Voodoo Ranger Atomic Pumpkin, the ABV was six and a half, so slightly stronger. Uh, and the IBUs were 10, so also very low, but 10, like I said, light beers are usually around a 10, and that was like almost lager like right, with but, the color. But, but you said it was like a six, six ish percent. So, percent. so, so there would have been more malt in there too. I, I'm surprised at how dry that was for being that low mm-hmm. IBU, actually. Yeah, no, it, it's it's interesting. It was nice. I, I, I'm, I bet that the. Uh, well, the cinnamon probably, and then also I bet that the chili dried out quite a bit. Yeah, probably did. All right, so we're going to take a quick break now. Uh, we'll come back and do the next three, which I find are going to be very, very interesting from what I, on my research that I've done. So stay, stay tuned. tuned. We'll drink some more. Nicely done. Hey, this is TC. And this is Jim from the Studio Demands It podcast. Where every episode we take a demand from a hypothetical studio. Which could be you. And challenge ourselves to conceptualize, pitch, and craft a film based on the stipulations. Or the demands. We are given. We talk about movies all the time. Particularly, we complain about the choices made in the films we've seen. We're nerds like that. And, of course, like any good nerd does, we automatically assume that we could do better. Even with the demands and restrictions that clearly must have been put on by a production. So head on over to studiodemandsit.com and listen to our previous library of episodes. Our library of previous episodes. Our precious library, Jim. <laughs> our library of precious episodes. <laughs> You're a pirate Smeagol. <laughs> uh, okay. So head on over to studiodemandsit.com to listen to our library of episodes. And submit your demand for a future episode, too. So go do that. Okay, bye. Okay, end of ad. Hi there, I'm David. And I'm Kate. And we're the hosts of Another Zelda Podcast. There are so many good podcasts out there, and some of them in particular concern The Legend of Zelda. <laughs> That's right, Kate, and we are another one of them. we That is actually the name of our show, Another yes. Zelda Podcast. And in our show in particular, we talk about some of our favorite dungeons, characters, boss battles. We have top ten lists. Yeah, we do deep dives on game design and production aspects of the different Zelda games. And we talk about our own experiences. We do some review episodes, talk about... About our challenges, our struggles, and our victories. That's right. You know, really just almost anything that has to do with Zelda, we like to talk about it. A new episode comes out every other Friday, and you can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and YouTube. And you can also check out our episodes on our website, anotherzeldapodcast.com. That's right. All right, we will see you there. Okay, bye! All right. Welcome back, guys. Uh, we're going to dive into our next beer here. It number is four. Number four, exactly. It is from Vibrant Brewery. Brewery Vivant. Sorry, I did that backwards. <laughs> Brewery Vivant. You know where this one is? Uh, I'm sure that the... Grand Rapids. Does. Going back to Michigan. I thought that they... You know, I, I, I thought they I were Michigan I was almost positive it was Michigan, sure. but I'm gun-shy now. <laughs> I know, right? I swear I'd heard at some point that they'd moved fat tire production to Michigan. So, so this is the pumpkin tart that they do, and it is a tart pumpkin ale. Imagine that. Okay. So this this is giving me a little bit more to work with than your last couple descriptions. Well, I, I'm only giving you the title with yeah. the beer, so... So here again, we've got... Hey, 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 hey. Give me up to three ounces, man. Oh, Come sorry, on. Sorry, sorry. So... Here I'd say uh, another very clear beer. 
If you'd have handed darker. me, if yeah, it's 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 on the yeah, definitely on the the darker side. Um, again, sort of in the amber range. If you had handed this to me and told me it was an Oktoberfest, I would have I would have believed you. It's kind of yeah. got that color. Well, about the same time of the year, so smell. <laughs> Um, you know, compared to the others, very neutral. I get no spice on the nose at all. Yeah. I do feel like I can smell the the sour and may, I don't know if that's <laughs> a thing, you know, if you can smell kind of the, the lactic acid or I, mm-hmm. I don't know what, what they used. So let's take a sip. There's the sour. Yeah. Not as bad though. Um, I mean, I've had sours that are like it's bad. well. I mean, I've had it's, sours it's, it's that not, just like blow, like make you like I had your warhead or something. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not lip puckeringly sour. It's mm-hmm. it's got a nice tart. So I don't, I don't know. Okay, I get pumpkin and pumpkin spice. Maybe I don't know if I would have gotten it if I didn't know that it was going to be a pumpkin beer. It's, I I think it's pretty subtle. The tart doesn't a good job of or or it does an effective job of kind of masking those flavors mm-hmm. i don't know i i like tart beers it's kind of a weird combination don't you think it is so because you, you do have so this one i was also not able to find anything at all like no yeah. website no clones no nothing for this one and it is a smaller not as a huge of a brewery compared to to new holland new holland's very well known especially in this area but like i i, I was able to find so on the i mean i shouldn't say able to find but on the on the can, it does say it's made with real pumpkin mm-hmm. and spices and then blended with sour ale. This is not your typical pumpkin ale. That, so, that was actually so we, my description of the beer. So. <laughs> I wonder where you got it. I wonder where I got it. Um, but yeah, so it, we know that it has pumpkin in it. We know that it had probably nutmeg and cinnamon at least. Yep. Um, but yeah, we don't know a lot else about it. We don't know what Brewery Vivan, I think, does a lot of sours. So they do like farm farm ones yeah, as well. So, so I lot, assume lot they natural things. probably blended it with one of their existing sour recipes. It's mm-hmm. certainly an interesting take on a pumpkin ale. Yep. And again, I, I'm not sold on how well they how well it blends together the the pumpkin and the spices with tart, but I like it. It's different. I, I I wanted something different with this too. Yeah. So the ABV, this is our strongest one at 7.2. So watch oh, out. Um, oh boy. But I do not have any IBUs, which I would assume it's still probably in that lower range. Probably, I'd say around 15 to 20 range around there. It certainly doesn't taste hoppy. No. It, it's like, um, I would say it's way less sweet than the Sam Adams. And yes. I, I experience it as being more sweet than the other two. Somewhere in the middle. Yummy, yummy. Yeah, that was pretty good. I'm actually impressed by that one. I was a little worried with the sour. Yeah, again, because a lot of sours I've had, it's just overwhelms you and it's just too much and you pucker your lips. Yeah, I like yeah. that. <laughs> I, I, I don't mind it, but I can do one and that's it. I, I will say those aren't the best sours I've ever had. The best ones have kind of this level of, of tartness. Yep. Okay, so, what do we got next? So we are going to Dogfish Head. Which I believe is based out of Northeast, um, New yeah. Hampshire, I believe. That was what I was going to say. Uh, yes, New Hampshire. Oh, no, Delaware. Sorry, people. I'm, it is the other one right we're next a, to it. We're bad at this. <laughs> yes. Um, so this one is called Punkin. So it's not pumpkin. It's Punkin Ale. Um, I do actually have a like, fun story for this. Hey there, pumpkin. Yeah. Something like that. I actually do have a fun story for how this beer started, and I will tell that after we had our sample in here. After the initial impressions. So yep. here's another. These, you know, I got to say, all 
with the exception of the the lighter color of the new belgium all of these have looked almost identical this is another one crystal clear um i had believed it was like on the lighter side of an amber or maybe like an oktoberfest mm -hmm. or, or something like that um it's got a nice nice little head of foam on mine do mm -hmm. i get what do you get on the nose i can't i, I don't know if that's the spices yeah, give it a try <laughs> you're my testy on this one yeah okay i wow oh okay this one is very spiced um it uh much much more i think than i get in the than i get on the nose like the mm -hmm. we, we had a, a different one I, I forget which one i think it was the sam sam adams maybe that smelled spicier than it tasted this mm -hmm. one tastes spicier than it smelled but see the difference for me is like that it. doesn't taste the, the the jacko tasted very pumpkin pie this one it's it's still mellow. It's not like in your face it, like it, spice or sweet. It's yeah. it's a nice it's a nice pumpkin. It is spice. somewhat yeah. I would say it's it's not it doesn't finish quite as crisp and dry as the as some of the others, but mm -hmm. it's definitely it's it's pretty in the middle somewhere. It's, it's definitely not nearly as sweet as the um the Sam Adams. So going off everything, the bases again two row seems to be common here, and also a caramel crystal which gives it that nice little color. Um, they specifically said caramel crystal. The rest of them kind of just said crystal. So yeah. you know, I don't know exactly Always. what coloring of the crystal it is, but yeah, this what? one they said a caramel crystal, and it also has the Halatau, um hops in this one as well. The extra ingredients actually are this. This description is a brown ale with a brown, brown sugar, ale. spice, and pumpkin. So this has brown sugar in it, which is interesting. Interesting, yeah. Um, that that might. What what's the IBU on this? The IBU is twenty eight, so nothing. I mean, a mellow one still, but not like too crazy. For for these, this I think that's the strongest one of them all so far. Um, because the New yeah. Holland was twenty six. Dog dogfish head to tend to be hop heads over there. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm sure that was as low as they could bring themselves yep. to go. So fun story with this one. So it is rumored that this was the actually first beer they've ever made, even before they opened the brewery. Really? Yes, and they entered this into a con into a contest at a festival near the area. It's called the Pum Pumpkin Chunkin. That's why it's got the name Pumpkin instead of Pumpkin. And what pumpkin this festival year is, it's been going on for like 15 years or more. They get teams to come in, they build these contraptions, and they launch pumpkins. And see who can launch <laughs> the furthest. So you have some trebuchet oh, you're type like things. You're, you're, you're chunking pumpkins. Exactly. Okay, I see. <laughs> so chunking pumpkins. That's how it's the name. Pumpkin so... Pumpkin. I've, I've seen pictures and videos of it. I was doing my research. You had like trebuchet type things where like it launches it. It sounds I've like seen, fun research. like some cannons <laughs> shooting off. It is hilarious. They cannons? Won, oh my God. They won gold medal the first year they brought it there. Um, Wait, gold medal? Gold at, medal at, at that festival. At so they did a pumpkin? Yes. So they was like the best pumpkin beer at the Pumpkin Chunkin Festival. It was the best beer at the, the festival. It won gold medal overall. Oh. They, I don't think they broke it down as far as I, as far as I saw. They just did an overall best beer at that festival, okay. and the, it won gold medal the first year they brought it to that festival. So they named it after the festival, and I mean, and here we are. Here we are, and, and this is actually the first time I've seen it. So if it's been around for a while, because Dogfish has yeah. been around for a while, isn't? It? I mean, not super super new. It's been at least ten years. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I confess, I don't know anything about that, their history, but I, I know as long as I've been drinking craft beer, I've, I've known Dogfish Head. Yeah. They were one of my, one of the, the 
early breweries that got me into craft beer. Um, yeah, I, I think I like this. It took me a while to decide. Again, this is this falls into that category of pumpkin ale where I, I would want one. Yeah. Um, and not more. I don't understand how this is a brown ale. It's, it seems way too light, but... Maybe that um the caramel crystal, which is a slightly lighter than a brown, brought it back to a different color. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and I mean, ultimately they have the right to call it whatever they want. But yeah, yeah. I I would if 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 that falls into like the color of a brown ale, that would have to be the way 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 light side of a brown ale. I would call it light for an amber. Well, they probably <clears throat> started with a brown ale base. And then added things to it to make it slightly different, so it's not quite the same as a brown. Yeah, I guess so. All right, so we're on to our last one. This is going to be the craziest one of all of them. I'm a little. I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm. I was not like, you're blind to this us. beer. I am. Uh, I'm a little bit nervous. This is. This is going to be <laughs> a big boy. So, this is from uh, Avery Brewery, which is in Colorado. Oh, is Boulder. it actually in Boulder. Colorado? I was in, I was in Boulder, <laughs> exactly. I was I was there in Colorado, Boulder, Colorado. Um, it is a, it is called Rumpkin, and it's an annual barrel series. And can, that's all I'm going to give you right now. I was going to say, gonna let you, can, can you for this one, just because I already know the description, can you just read the description before I will we read pour? the description on this one then. All right, so this is... But just, just like the little blurb. Yeah, I just, you, you see I my notes. So... It. We wondered what would happen if a monstrous pumpkin ale, plump, full of spicy gordiness, I love that, <laughs> the fact they put gordiness in there, yeah. were aged in a fine, fresh rum barrel to add suggestions of delicate oak and renounced molasses. Rumpkin is what happened. That's my dramatic <laughs> and on read there. So, I'm, I was very intrigued. This is definitely probably the craziest one of all of them. Don't okay. worry, you got your three ounces. Oh, I smell booze. <laughs> I really do. I also smell, you know, this is, again, kind of floating in that amber, amber, maybe brown ale range. Um, darker than the others. I, I get a lot of, a lot of malt. Uh, and being that this I see here is... 16.9% alcohol. Yes. That is stronger than a lot of wine. So it's it's no wonder I'm smelling so much malt. It almost smells like a like a barley wine or something. I don't get a lot of the pumpkin spices. Here, let's let's give this boy a try to get it. Yeah, I'm about to say we're gonna dive in. Ooh, wow. You Ooh. know that wow. It like it's a lot in your Jesus. face. It, it hit me in like five stages. Yes. <laughs> it was like, there's like the initial multi kind of sweetness mm -hmm. that's pretty strong. I'm not actually going to list five things. So, yeah. <laughs> but I was, so yeah, I was exaggerating. You can call me on it. But then that kind of like, after that sort of washed through in like a couple stages, I got, um, I got all the spices and the pumpkin. Mm -hmm. I think I got like multi sweetness, pumpkin sweetness or pumpkin flavor, spices, and then there's this really delayed, like, alcohol burn at the end. Mm -hmm. Not not like bad, necessarily. It's actually, for a beer this strong, I'm shocked how well it drinks. Yeah. It's not, it's certainly not a, a light lager, but it, it, it no, doesn't. No, this is, this is a lot. It, it is, it's not as heavy as I would have expected. You know, mm -hmm. if you have, like, a big, chunky, like, you know, imperial stout or something, it almost sometimes, like, dragon's milk. 
Yes. From New oh, Holland. Oh, yeah. It's almost like drinking syrup. It's yes. so thick. This is not that. No, but it still hits you in the face with all the flavors. That, like, it is really, really in your face, really assertive. So for this one, I did look up the base. Um, it has two row, of course. Um, and it has a lot of different flavoring malts. So it has a honey honey malt to it as well. Yeah, that's that's like a middle caramel malt. I think it's like 20. Yep. And then it has like the first ingredient in the whole thing was just straight up pumpkins. Like, so pumpkin is like a big oh, ingredient okay. to this. Yeah, that's really interesting. As we stated, the ABV is almost 17%. One of these will probably knock you out pretty well. So yeah. be careful with that. Um, the IBUs is about 25. So I think I can literally feel my buzz. <laughs> like every sip, it's like, you, you know, like, I don't know if you do a shot of, of liquor or something, it's like you, maybe it's all in your head, but you feel like you can, you can feel it hit you immediately. Yes. You go, whoo, I feel it every time I sip this. I mean, we are doing really only three ounce pours on this, which is not bad, but like. It feels like a lot to get through it right feels, now. It feels, I know, I, I took one sip this, and I'm still somehow at three ounces, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um. So this is a bad one to overpour. It is. So the, the listed additives in here were pumpkin, nutmeg, cinnamon, and ginger, which I feel like ginger helps balance oh out my God. You, you that rum. There was a there was a flavor at the end that I couldn't place. I I, I called it just the alcohol burn, but there was definitely something more, and that's what it is. It's yep. ginger. So that's whew, man. I, I took another sip. I'm I, I'm a little more down now, but yeah, I, I I do. I love a good like when when. There's a complex beer or like, you know, some really good wines can do this too, where it's like you really get like washes of layers of flavor every time you you sip it. Like I have to hand it to them. I I was morbidly curious about this beer because it was so <laughs> strong. I didn't really expect to like it. I actually, I like this. It's not bad. It's, it's, it's not the worst. That's my cat. <laughs> Being graceful as always. Um, you want some? You, you know, you you're too young, so um, <laughs> you will never be old enough, my friend. So I wouldn't put this at the top. It's going to be right in the middle of, of the six for me, for sure. Like it's, I think it's just so much to it. It's like I don't, I I, I appreciate beers like this. Like I said, sours and complex beers like that. I do appreciate the work and the and the the science the really artistry the yeah. artistry exactly and, and the putting science. the science putting that putting something like this together because you got to get the right yeast to make it work i was gonna right hops and right i was just grains. gonna say that you know like talk about the science like yeast um do not like even though they make alcohol they don't like highly alcoholic environments that's why like you know there are specialized strains for like mm -hmm. making strong belgian beers and stuff Making a 17% beer is like a technical challenge. Like the yeast, it really is. They're not going to like being in 16.5% mm -hmm. beer. And then to ask them to keep chugging on and making more alcohol, like that's a, it's a yeah. tall task. Yeah, so, no, it's, it's, I'm, I'm trying to think of, cause like we, I don't know if we talked about this in the past, but like with, with yeast, it eats up the sugars and that's what makes your alcohol. So the more sugar in, in a more sugary substance in a beer at the beginning, when you put the yeast in, the more alcohol and stronger ABV you'll have. So with this, you got to think about it. You have the pumpkin, which can be sweet. You have the cinnamon and nutmeg, also sweet. The ginger, depending on how you feel about it, can be sweet. But then as soon as you start adding the barrel, the barrel aged rum with all the molasses and yeah. all the vanilla and sugars in there, the, um, that's gonna be your that's gonna be your build up to. More I was gonna say I, I hadn't even really considered the rum, but that is another. That's probably my fifth layer. I think I've, I've I think we got, I think that's four. But you're close malt, enough. malt, pumpkin, spices, 
Ginger. Ginger, separate from the spices, <laughs> and the alcoholic rum. bite, yep. and then the rum. So you got six, six, six layers. Okay, no, hold on. We'll put the ginger back in with the spices, then. Then you got five. Well, but I, I, I don't want you to lie. Do, do you not though? Like I get the ginger kind of as a separate, separate experience. All I honestly taste is like a super, super sweet beer. Like I taste the molasses. A really, lot. the okay. molasses is very strong for me. Wait, is there molasses? In it? Yep, the molasses oh, comes yeah. from the, uh, from the rum barrel itself. So. For those, who, oh I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. rum so barrels you're, you're, usually are sweeter with the barrels because like, they try yeah, and everything yeah. else. It's, it's not, and you they, get that sweet molasses, yeah. sweet but, but, vanilla. But they don't put molasses in this beer. No. It just that flavor comes out of the rum barrel. Yep, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yep. I see. Yeah. Yep. I I do get that. Yeah, rum rum barrels are they're an interesting beast because they they give a flavor to beer that I don't always like. But like I know you and I both love the the um, oh, Belvini Caribbean cast, the Caribbean the cast scotch, fourteen yes. year scotch that. In, in a rum barrel just mellows out. I don't get any molasses or or anything in out of well it might depend on the scotch. rum barrel itself too because they I think it said it's a fresh rum barrel as well. And, which and, means that well, it's only been used once or twice maybe. Yeah that's true. And I guess the other consideration is rum is sometimes made from sugarcane. Like mm-hmm. uh, if you get if you get it from like the Caribbean yep. or from South America often it's made with sugarcane. And sometimes it's made with molasses okay um a lot of, like in america like captain captain morgan for instance is molasses yep. rum yeah, and they're gross. Yeah. um so like i would assume that those different barrels would contribute very different flavors yeah no based agreed on, based on and also kind of with with that caribbean cast scotch that we were talking about um it's a it's i believe it's a multi-layer i know you're feeling it now I'm it's a multi-layer this. so it's they kind of split a barrel and they put it back together some with with rum and some with regular what would be a scotch barrel oh so oh, i believe that's what they do i know i've seen people do that before they build their own barrel so you can get specific flavors out of each slat and then you put it all together and then you can put your liquor um your liquor in there to age it with flavors yeah. um well, so yeah, I guess this. that's that's neither here nor there. Oh, I wouldn't do that. Oh, oh man. I'm at home. You got <laughs> that's true. I was oh. gonna say when I go upstairs Ooh. and it's uh, about one thirty in the afternoon, my wife says, "You look like you've got a buzz. What happened?" I will say, Avery. "Rumpkin is what happened." <laughs> Rumpkin is what happened. <laughs> all right, so let's bring this all together. Oh man, let's so, let's do it fast. Let's do it fast before we lose you here. <laughs> we still got another episode recorded today, sir. So for those behind the uh, the curtain, we got yeah, one more episode we're, recorded we're after breaking this. Breaking the fourth wall, Ryan. Yeah, I know. So let's do this first. What was your favorite? Uh hmm. Atomic pumpkin. Atomic pumpkin. Okay. I love that. I'm I'm a sucker for chili peppers and beer. I like that a lot. I liked the tart, um, and I liked the the Ichabod. I've got to I got to give it to you. That is probably for for a pumpkin beer without a twist. That is one of the only ones I've had that I would buy like a six or twelve pack, mm-hmm. and that I would drink more than one of in a night. It's a, it's very very good, Agreed. super well balanced. Mm-hmm. I love that Atomic Pumpkin though. I would probably put that third on my list, and it's very close three because my number one would be the Dogfish Head. That pumpkin was really, really good. It, is it was the first time I had it actually when I bought when I bought that pack. I had um, a little sample before, and my wife and I that was our favorite of the three that um, or the first original three that I bought. Um, so the next one after that would be Ichabod, 
and then I think the um, atomic pumpkin would be third. Okay. I do like that spiciness as well. Yeah, and um, and I think the 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 thing about the spiciness, you you compare sort of our. I I would say that um, in descending order from craziest to least crazy, like the rumpkin was was way out there, a lot going on. The pumpkin tart, the tart kind of really really changed oh, yeah. things, mm-hmm. and then kind of at three and four, I would say the. I, I think that adding the chilies didn't really take much away from it being a it, pumpkin. It did beer. a nice balance still. Like it, they did it, it, right. it didn't it didn't it didn't cover anything up. And then I would say with the Sam Adams, similarly, it was like it was just a sweeter take on all the same flavors. So I think both of those, while maybe not strictly traditional pumpkin ales, mm-hmm. they were they were closer. Mm-hmm. And um well, I think that was more definitely that pumpkin spice. And I will say mm-hmm. nothing against Sam Adams. I love a lot of the beers. Like Oktoberfest, which I will be getting some soon. This was that was my least favorite. The Jacko was my least favorite of all of them, just because when I want a pumpkin, when I want a pumpkin, I want a pumpkin ale like an Ichabod or Dogfish Head. The the Jacko was definitely more pumpkin spice. I liked the fact that I was pretty much drinking a pumpkin pie, but when I want a pumpkin beer, I want a pumpkin beer, not a a pie in my face. You want a pumpkin beer, not a pumpkin pumpkin spice. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, like, and, and, and that's again, a, a to each his own thing. Like for, they, they are clear that that's what they set out to make. And uh, like I even said, yeah. if you had poured that for me and off the bat said, I said, what is this? Is this a beer? And you said, it is a liquid pumpkin pie. And if I yes. drank that, they nailed that. Yeah, like, exactly. Absolutely nailed the flavor profile. But I agree with you. I, I like for, for these pumpkin beers. I, I, again, I, I like a lighter touch, mm-hmm. um, a dry finish. And uh, generally speaking, uh, apparently I like a little bit of spiciness too. Apparently, so. yeah. But I, I feel like the shandy part of it is what makes it different compared to the rest of them. Yeah. And that's why these six beers were perfect. I think the Ichabod and the Dogfish Head were really close to each other's style yeah. of being a straight I think pumpkin those beer. Those were definitely the most traditional yes. pumpkin beers. And then obviously Jacko is more that spice beer, that pumpkin spice that, that's pumpkin spice latte that you go to Starbucks for. And yeah. then the other three... A little bit heavier the, on the Exactly, spices. yeah. And the, the, the Avery was a huge curveball and just I mean, messing me up right now. That was just a one-of-a-kind beer. I yes. don't know that... I don't know that I mean that as a good thing. I don't mean it as a bad thing. It's just like... It's an experience. Mm-hmm. I would have drank it, like, I think preferably. I don't know if I could drink one I would have one. taken. I would have taken less than three ounces. I would have taken it, like, in a whiskey snifter. Yes. <laughs> and, like, you know, you give me two fingers, yep. bartender. Um, that's that's kind of how I feel about that. And then but, the other two, the pumpkin tart was really good. I liked that one. I'd probably put that at... I probably would yeah. put that at four. It was very unique. Um, And then the... Um, what was the last one? Not, not the Avery. What was the other one that we had? We had one more. Oh, no, that was the last one. Avery, um, the one that we just, the last one we had, the Rumpkin. You didn't put that last. I'm, no, second to last. Oh, second to last. Yeah. Second to last. And it's nothing against it again. I I appreciate all the work that went into that beer and all the, the, the crazy concepts. But again, three ounces, I'm feeling that sucker. It's it, it's a work of art, but sometimes works of art really make you work for them. And yes. that's kind of what this beer is. So speaking of, um, you, you, you kind of, uh, you alluded to the fact that you know, there's, we were sort of compared all, all that whole conversation came sort of in reference to a classic pumpkin ale. Yes. What have we learned about 
a classic pumpkin ale. Let, let me start with some impressions for me. I would say that all of them I thought probably fell into what I would consider like an amber ale range with the exception of the Atomic Pumpkin, which was slightly more, lighter mm-hmm. and in this kind of weird orangey zone. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I would say for me, a traditional pumpkin ale kind of bases as a base as like an American amber ale, which I think makes sense when you look at the ingredients, two row and caramel malts, that's your malt backbone for an amber ale. If you were looking to yeah. make an amber ale, Cascade Hops also, which was only used in in one of the beers. It's only a clone, actually. We don't even know what they actually use. So Yeah, that's that's true. The clone uses Cascade. Yeah, so so fair point. Um, but yeah, so that I think is where pumpkin ale starts to differentiate itself from amber ale is it used way more like noble hops can be kind of floral earthy spicy mm-hmm. uh the nugget you you said was uh floral. was i believe kind of herbal er- herbal herbal yeah. yeah i i would sort of throw that in with i'm basically contrasting all of those like herbal and earthy um like i, th- I think all of that kind of is sort of in in the i i, I consider it more of a, a noble hop sort of a character, or at least not a traditional like American citrus yeah. hop. And so it seems like a lot of these beers lean more into that, which makes sense because I don't I don't know how a lot of citrus would work with mm-hmm. the, the spices and the flavors. The that more herbal, earthy sort of quality makes sense for the style. Well, I mean pumpkins I mean, let's just be honest here, pumpkins grow very much into the earth for the most part. Like on, <laughs> on the earth. I mean, obviously everything grows <laughs> on, on the earth. They grow on planet Earth. <laughs> by that by that standard, but like, all they have, should be using I mean, earthy yes, hops. That's true. <laughs> but like there are some like pumpkins and gourds in general like have that kind of like grimy like when you get a pumpkin when you buy it from the store to make a jack-o'-lantern like it's you 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 got that dirtiness to it, is, it. it's sort of earthy yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you it's kind of sweet but it is mm-hmm. definitely yeah it's got an earthiness that makes sense so would would you have anything to add i think those, those are the my two big um like observations were that that they all seem to kind of be really clear amber ale colored seem to use amber ale malts and that mm-hmm. they they tend, unlike an American amber ale, more towards that sort of herbal, spicy, um, earthy sort hops, of yeah. earthy hops and away from like kind of, flo- um, excuse me, away from like the sort of tropical fruit, stone yeah. fruit sort of yeah. flavors that... that um, it's very different. I mean, we just got out of <clears throat> summer, so like we're used to those kind of citrusy yeah. IPAs and, other, and just, some lagers. They're uh, so hot right now. They're so, uh, so hot. New England IPA um, is so hot right now. But like... It's it's nice because it's a sign of falls coming. That's really what it is. So yeah. um, I That's see true. you have some notes over there and maybe ways to find or make your own. Yeah. So because um, we haven't made one, I have so, not made one. Yeah. I, I was gonna say I, I don't know that I will make a pumpkin beer. I don't know either. If I were to, I would basically do what I just described. Though I'd start with an amber ale. Uh, I would use I I would I would try and make it to be really finished really dry and crisp clear um use uh you know it some type of the the kind of range of hops that were used Mm -hmm. in these beers yeah and then i would go with a real light touch on spices and i I would i would add some pumpkin so of course (laughs) now if you don't want to write your own recipe uh you can always use a recipe kit um and northern brewer who is one of my kind of they're good preferred um websites to order from they had this really interesting offer. I got it in an email. I thought I would share it here. So their main offering is called Smashing Pumpkin Ale. I mean, that's a great name. Do you get it? I yeah. do love that. Do you get it? I do. So this is an amber ale, like I said. <clears throat> um, and then they've added nutmeg, cinnamon, and ginger. They don't list the ABV. 
Um, I think you have to order it to get that. And then notably, the actual pumpkin is optional and requires extra steps for the for these and and everything else I'm about to cover. The, so I feel like so, it's more pumpkin spice. So again, it's it's using the spices mm-hmm. to evoke that sense of mm-hmm. kind of pumpkin pie, yep. pumpkin spice. So they do this really cool thing though, where you can then you can buy that kit and then you can buy. They give you recipes for changing that beer. With some additional ingredients. So you can make an imperial pumpkin beer, which I think this one would clock in at 10%. So not quite the 17% of the Avery, no. but, <laughs> but, um, uh, actually, here we pop the cap back on that. Yeah. Um, so not, not, not quite the 17% of an Avery, but still quite strong. And you'd accomplish that by adding more malt, some sugar, which will add ABV without making it heavy, mm-hmm. and then some hops. Yep. You can make a pumpkin spice porter by adding chocolate and black patent malt. That'll that clocks in at five and a half percent, and that'll the chocolate malt and the black patent malt will darken it to to porter color, and it'll also add some of those roasted and those chocolate undertones yep. that are you would expect in a porter compared to an amber. And then finally, you can also turn it into what they call a pumpkin pie pastry stout. And that sounds like a lot. Sounds like a lot. Stout. Yeah. So you'll be adding more two row and then some, some really, really dark, heavily roasted malts like dehusked carafa two and chocolate rye. And then you'll also add cacao nibs and some lactose. Um, yeah. And so the cacao nibs will give it a chocolatey quality. Obviously the lactose lactose is uh, yeast are essentially lactose intolerant. Yes. So they don't, they don't eat that sugar. So it, it sweetens the beer and gives it this kind of milky sweetness. I do um, that. Yeah, I use that in my stuff. You ever had like a milk stout? Yeah. So yep. um, I think it's interesting that, you know, they're offering you the opportunity to make regular amber and an imperial, but also to darken this into a porter and a stout. They also have a separate kit for a pumpkin spice latte stout. So there you're not only adding the pumpkin spice, you're adding coffee too. Interesting. You're, you're literally making like pumpkin spice latte mm-hmm. in a beer. So interesting. I, I just think it's interesting to mention that although, you know, what we have kind of found is that most commercial widely distributed examples mm-hmm. stay within this amber range. That's not, it's not your only option. You can really branch out and people seem to be wanting to branch out darker into stout and porter. Yeah. Territory. And like, and we've talked about this where like, the, my line for this when I was come up with recipes was Simpsons did it, which is a South Park reference. Um, yeah, it's all been done. It's Everything's been done. So like, it's hard to find something that no one else has done when it comes to the brewing world. Yeah. And like we, it's just, you got, you got to branch out and find something new. And that's what a lot of, it seems like they're doing right there. So. All right. Well, awesome. So <clears throat> we hope that you guys enjoyed that and that you learned a little something about uh, pumpkin ale. So if you are interested in getting in contact with us, you can find uh, Ryan and I at Bruthers in Law on Twitter. That's B-R-E-W-T-H-E-R-S-I-N-L-A-W. Um, and Ryan, I believe there are a couple of other locations they can also find you. Yes. Yeah, so I'm also on Twitter, a couple of places. Uh, my main handle is Rambo Coon, uh, R-A-M-B-O-K-U-H-N. Um, I also, my homebrew has its own little handle as well, which is Wise Old Owl Sprue. And I also do a side blog um, that I work on. It's called hopbrewandblog.com. So let us know how you feel about 
like your favorite pumpkin spice thing, whether it's food, whether it's beverage. Um, and let us know like any other pumpkin beers that you found out there. Cause like we're, we're in Michigan. We, we can branch out. Obviously we got some things from across the country, but yeah. there are certainly smaller breweries that do crazier things probably. Yeah. So yeah, let us know. We'd love to hear about the Zanius pumpkin beer you've seen. We, we'd also love to hear if, if you've ever made one of your own. Yes. What was your approach? How did it turn out? Um, so yeah, make sure to leave your thoughts. Uh, and uh, until next time. Cheers. cheers.